Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Greetings, gentle listeners, and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in merry old England. Uh, My name is Gemma Turland, and to my left is my co-host, William Turland. Hello. And in front of me uh, and over the airwaves is um, another co-host, Rick Everson. Hello. And sitting to his left, but also remotely in a different part of the country, is Rick Palmer. Hi there. And today we are going to be discussing um, Picard Season 2, Episodes 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, thank you. You you unfortunately weren't with us when we talked about the first episode of Season 2, I was far, far too coffee and ill. Um, You were, yeah. But I think I don't know. Are, are you I, better did you now? pass on any? So, sorry, what was hmm? that, Rick? Are, are you feeling better now? I am, thank you. Yes. Oh, that's yes. good. I'm, yeah, but now Will has the cough, so that's yeah. fine. I'm not I'll as be bad. Okay. I'll yeah. be okay. And I, I voiced. You had some nitpicks. I did. with episode one, and I voiced them, but they Good. were minor. They were a minor, yeah, very minor, and didn't in any way diminish my enjoyment of of the. I mean, I'm enjoying from the get i liked season one but from the start i'm enjoying season two much more oh okay. yeah in general okay interesting yeah. i think i yeah i don't know I, th- I feel like it's too early to judge which season is best ah. so far but i but i'm really enjoying season two but i also really enjoyed season one well so. yeah 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 um but yeah uh so episodes two and three yes um i think oh no we've just lost <laughs> no. oh well we, i i think he usually he usually pops back he does usually come back <laughs> it's like it's like the cat yeah. he'll turn up when he's hungry yeah, yeah. scratch it was scratch at the door <laughs> yeah. he say something about gyners okay <laughs> we'll come back in <laughs> um so does does anyone know what episode two was called? If oh. only we had Rick. Penance. It was it called Penance. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, and episode two picks right back up after the cliffhanger of episode one, mm-hmm. um, and we yes, go we go straight into uh, the uh, scene with Picard and Q. Mm. It, it, Am I right about that? Do you know, even yeah. as I'm saying that, I'm second guessing myself. Yes, I think we have. Yeah, because we have that shot. We have that shot of Earth in a kind of a an air raid siren, and we, we see that dome. sort of helix, helix mm. sort of shield around Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately we get the sense that Q, Q is maybe a little bit. Different. I mean, he's something's a, off. Yeah, and and Picard picks up on that. Mm. Uh, but but then in some ways he's still the same old Q. Mm. I thought, but there's there's definitely a, um, a, an anger and a desperation there that's never been there, and also mm. physically assaults 
um, Picard, and he's never done that before. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Uh, he smacks he him all up. Bloodies his nose, he does. Well, gives him one punch. Yeah, yeah, okay, not yeah. smacking him all up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Rick Everson, you've returned to the to the forum. Yes, apologies. I don't know if that's my internet competing between us and my family watching Encanto for the billionth time or what. <laughs> um, so I, I gather we're talking about Q and Picard's interaction. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and the and the usual and the unusual amount of violence involved. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, Rick, you've actually you've returned to the recording uh, louder than you were before. This is good. <laughs> ah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah. So we haven't seen Q punch Picard before. No. We have seen uh, Captain Cisco punch Q before. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I've read some uh, uh, some comments on Twitter about how maybe Q's picked up a few thing or two from Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be a bit more punchy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's 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 kind of clear. There's Q whole Q is angry mm. more often, which is not something we've often we've ever really seen in his interactions with Picard. No, mm. um, and he's sort of it's clearly like losing his cool, so something's up. I don't know what that will be, but it's kind of really interesting to, that they've got a slight shift in the dynamic. Mm. So, because obviously it would have been really easy just to make this a rehash of any old Q sort of story. And have him just do be his normal jerkish self. So mm-hmm. having something a bit more behind that, especially with all the Q exploration that the Voyager did and the getting into the meat of the continuum a bit more. So yeah. there are quite a few lines in this episode that I was wondering, are they just well, are they just lines written because they sound great, or is there sort of hidden meaning in them? Mm-hmm. I guess it's a bit of both, but where he talks he mentions that Picard isn't he's like he's not a piece in the game, he's the board on which mm. the game is played, or words to that effect. And I was like, that sounds kind of cool, but I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you had enough of playing games with other people's lives? I am no longer your pawn. Well, you undersell yourself, Jean-Luc. You are more than just a piece. Are you the very board upon which this game is played? What does, yeah. that, what does that mean? <laughs> Come on, Q. No wonder you're so angry. This is always the great thing with something like Q. You can write these lines in and they can sort of be explained by the end or they can just be throw away because, you know, he's a god and who knows what he, we're not going to understand what he's yeah. on about. So. Yeah. A next, le- a next level being trying to talk to us, you know, something's going to get lost in translation, isn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you can you can, you can drive yourself mad trying to work it out and it may it may turn out we thought oh that's what he meant what am i like <laughs> and q i mean q um uh, he popped up uh for a cameo in lower decks didn't he mm-hmm. and oh, he, yes, he did. i think he from doing that he's he's taken the idea <laughs> of directly referencing tng episode titles <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> God, yeah. He name drops yesterday's enterprise, doesn't he? Does. he? In a very kind of uh, meta mm. moment. And where are the crew of the Stargazer? Oh, how quaint. How provincial. How yesterday's enterprise have you? 
that that took me out a little bit actually. Do <laughs> you know it sort of um, it sort of took me out a little bit, but because it's my all time favorite episode, it was also like a bit of a kind of punch the air moment <laughs> for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, he said he said the name of the episode I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but also that there was there was what was interesting about that is that. Uh, his sort of reference to the yesterday's to yesterday's enterprise kind of explains the the kind of take on the uh, on the sort of alternate universe this time mm-hmm. because like yeah. yesterday's enterprise the idea is that something has changed something has changed in the past mm. and Picard mm. and team have to go back and set it right a la back to the future mm-hmm. too indeed um, <laughs> and that's that's not always how time travel works in Star Trek, um, but it but it is in this situation. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like that time, instead of giving Picard a clue, Q was giving us a clue. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, oh, it's a bit like that episode, Yesterday's Enterprise, wink at camera. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> jolly sound. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we don't we don't get a huge amount of time with Q and Picard at the at the beginning. I would have loved that scene to go on a bit longer, but it but it it felt like if you have Q around for too long, then like basically Q's just going to explain the whole plot, <laughs> and he couldn't do that. Q's always got to be a bit ambiguous, and mm-hmm. he drops. Picard a few breadcrumbs and then disappears, doesn't he? And that's... I remembered. Um, I think it was you that mentioned that in in Q Who there's a line where Q says, "If you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you ought to go like something like, if you can't take a little bloody nose, maybe you ought to go home and hide under your bed." And then in this episode, yeah. he does give Picard a bloody nose. Mm. Now, now it's like, maybe that's intentional. I don't know. That would be cool if it was. I think it possibly is. It could be, couldn't it? I mean, they're... it's a it's a deep cut. It's it's a, a kind of a throwaway line from an episode like thirty years ago. Yeah, but they but... are cutting quite deep with Picard, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, and it's and it um... also it's it's a that was a big episode. Mm, Q exactly. It's one a lot of TNG fans would remember. So yeah, could be. Um. What, what were you going to say, Ricky? Um, as in reference to what you said about uh, not having too much cue, I sort of, I, it's a bit like with The Force Awakens. They always said the problem they had writing that was any time they brought Luke into it, he just sort of overwhelmed everything else. Mm. And I think having Q and Picard back on is, is brilliant, but you've got to be sparing. Otherwise, it would it'd be just tempting just to write 10 episodes of those mm. two chatting at each other. Yeah, so, yeah. As great as that would be, yeah. you kind of have got other story like characters. Hugh and Picard through. in a room just just sparring. Mm. Um, and then Raffi just getting cross with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is in not in this episode, but I, I rather liked that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. We get a little bit of an insight into who Picard is as well in this in this changed reality. Mm, yes. Yeah. He's uh 
He's a, a general in the yeah. confederate. Is it the Confederation of Earth? Mm-hmm. His army, I suppose. And he's um, um, uh, a monster. Yeah, he ha- his house is maintained by alien slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has a room of skulls, which yeah. is not not inherently yeah. a bad thing. No. But, <laughs> not inherently. But, no. When you uh, find as out, long how as, you, as long as you, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's relative to how you got those skulls. I would say. I mean, uh, yeah, I would love I would a room. Agree. I have to admit, I, w- I won't be against having a room full of skulls, but I would obtain those skulls fairly and with permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it Picard's was... nutty room of skulls was basically <laughs> they they were sort of trophies it of is. his enemies. I, I, I loved suspect. I loved when they went went through the names. Yeah, it's like, oh this one's Golden Cart. Ah, fine, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> murdered him. This one's um, oh, who else was Martok? Martok, yeah. yeah. Sarak, Sarak, yeah, Sarak, yeah. And um, oh, and Nathan from Cisco's <laughs> restaurant, who served him a, who served him a bad, a bad batch of jambalaya, and he just had, he had to, he had to go. <laughs> I think I think he had not just Wesley Crusher's head, but all of the bits of his body. In a, like he maybe he wears Wesley Crusher as like a necklace, <laughs> or as, or he made him into like a xylophone. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Because if you play if you play a xylophone, that's that's classically the sound a skeleton makes when it moves. If, I'm, if I I, if I know my right. sounds correctly, <laughs> I think every morning Picard comes down. Evil Picard comes down. He goes into that room. He he plays a little sort of intro on the Wesley <laughs> xylophone, and then he goes around and talks to all of the heads <laughs> naked. <laughs> Naked, and I think it looks like the Grand Nagus might have been there as well. I think he wasn't named, um, but there was a de- there's a definitely a um, yeah a Ferengi mm-hmm. looking uh, a Ferengi skull. skull. Mm-hmm. I think the Nagus's staff is on the because the skulls are on like a. A pedestal, aren't they? Yeah. I think that I think that Ferengi yeah. school's pedestal had the Grand Nagus's staff below it, or the uh, the top the top yeah. piece of that. Yeah, I mean that that was great. I, I loved uh, there being a few kind of DS Nine references yes. in there, and the idea of Picard having a nutty room of skulls was was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like really dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is nightmarish. I mean, I can. It, it is played. It is played well. Like you get, you get a real sense of Picard's horror at what he's witnessing. It's just, it's so alien to him that like, he could be such a, like such an awful person. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All, all through a, all through like a, and probably a pretty tiny change in the past. Mm. Hey. Well, we don't know yet, do we? Yeah. No, no. But um, but I I loved how well he pulled off being that character when he had to. Yeah. Because usually in in uh, situations like that, you have the oh no, I have to now be act like a an evil general in command. <laughs> oh, but he just he knows how to command. 
So he yeah, just he'd be like, also he's probably like these these clothes are very smart. I like the I look good in black. They are stuffy dresses. You could argue that Picard has been presented with having having to face the idea of alternate kind of dark versions of himself many times in mm. in his life like uh, you know look at nemesis where mm. he where they were, he had to face his own clone who was uh, tom hardy indeed um, <laughs> locutus indeed yes yeah um mm. so yeah he's he's quite au fait with the with the dark side of himself i guess yeah um then a, a big chunk of the episode then, I suppose, after that is sort of establishing where all of the other characters have woken up mm-hmm. uh, in this sort of alternate, dark, dystopian universe and what what their deal is. Mm. Um, it's weird how they all manage to be in positions of note, isn't it? It's weird. They're not, none of them were just like... Um, None of them were dead. Yeah, none of them were dead. Or like a regular civilian. Yeah, like an office worker or a housewife or just someone who um, dredged the rivers (laughs) or something. I think think when they do stories like this and they have all the characters – or their, you know, their alternate versions occupy that. I think that I think it's normally the writer sort of saying, you know, regardless of the time changes, these characters are people who will always going to be people of note, aren't they? There's just that's that mm. that's their character. They tend to, you know, rise up in whatever they're doing. I think yeah. so. It's, it's yeah. probably more a comment on the on on the specialness of them as people. So. Um, also, it makes it easier, you know, if, if get, one yeah. of them's the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, counter to that, you, you could look at the episode Tapestry where they take an alternative view and, and Picard ends up not being that. Mm-hmm. But, but he's still on the Enterprise in, in Tapestry, isn't yeah. he, in his alternate um, universe? But he doesn't, he doesn't end up good being to get to uh, evil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a good, a good point. <laughs> but it it does feel like it's a, a little bit of a convenience for the plot mm. to get things moving. But I, I don't know. You can, you can moan about that kind of thing, or you can just just get on board for the ride. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. I did, it's I did the, the story. One. It's just the story, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah. Their story. Their story is slightly different, but they're the certain thing. A lot, of, a lot of the stories is familiar, so it's like a. I suppose also, if Q's manipulating this, he's probably going to have ensured that his tweaks have resulted in them all being in these positions. If he's if he's really running some sort of test, but usually Q Q wants them to win. So true. Well, I don't know. I don't think he does this time. But isn't it the implication that he did something in? 20 what was it 2024 2024 so that's yeah. the event mm. and since then he's had no well we, we don't know i mean that that's that's, that's your key change. event that's your key change it yeah. wouldn't i don't i don't i wouldn't put it past q to then manipulate little yeah. events just to make sure that dr gerati was overseeing the the Borg queen mm. or something like that you know just these useful bits that he would scatter about if he needed yeah. to so. yeah and if and if we don't, you know, if we don't get anything in dialogue that that directly confirms that, it's 
it, it can kind of be your head cannon, can't yeah. it? If you, you know, if yeah. you if you want to nitpick too much around like the convenience of the positions they ended up in, you know, you could say, yeah, well, you know, Q, Q kind of initiated this whole thing. Well, who's to say he didn't, mm. yeah, didn't nudge a few of those timelines? Just, just, ah, just let's just push Girati up here. And, you know, I think Seven should be president. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a bit easier. <laughs> Because we don't know Key's motivations. I mean, I was wondering to myself, it's like, well, what if what he's doing is because there's something more powerful than Q out there? What if Picard needs to do this test or do something involved in this? Basically, Q's steering him on a path to make sure that he overcomes some sort of challenge to stop something that's actually more powerful than Q, that Q can't directly take action. So he's using proxies. Who, who knows his entire trials of humanity may have been gearing up to face this other thing that's coming. But didn't, yeah. didn't he say something that implies at some in some way he feels that Picard has done something to, I don't know, the... To offend him, or he's done something, or he's been involved in some like not nothing that Picard understands, or atonement, maybe even forgiveness. Forgiveness for what? I think you know. He said something about you know what you've done or something along those lines mm. you know I, obviously I Picard doesn't know I don't remember I don't remember him saying that I feel like I feel like he did say something along those lines yeah he did um, okay. but I, I think it'll I think it'll tie into the episode mm. one the, mm. the the emergence yeah. of that Borg yeah. ship and yeah. the, and the queen I think it's I don't think it's any coincidence that the Borg queen was masked. Mm. I feel that means it's probably someone we've met. Definitely, yeah. So it's not to give away who that is. One of my friends was speculating, could could that end up being Jurati? In in reference to the events of episode three, which we haven't Mm. gotten to Mm -hmm. yet in what we're talking about. But um, maybe. Maybe. Um, but anyway, so, like we're, we're getting ahead of, of and his and Picard's yeah. mother as well. I mean, what yeah. what was Picard, mm, I what saw was that Pic- suggested? What was Picard's? Yeah. Well, maybe not that she's the, but that but that nightmare that that nightmare he has about what happens to her mm. is that? I mean, is that a memory or is that a nightmare? She says that to him. Look mm. up that line. Mm. So well, yeah. something that was implanted after being the cutest. I, I was just thinking that actually, yeah. What if that's a that's yeah something that the Borg left with him? Hmm. Maybe it's not. Maybe his. Maybe that's his sort of subconscious. Uh, that's kind of his sort of dream interpretation of yeah. something that the Borg have told him hmm. and left in him, and then oh, I don't know. I don't know. We're getting into deep speculation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the rest of the episode, yeah. episode two, is is like we were saying is made up of the the main cast sort of um getting back in touch with each other mainly yeah. led by by seven who manages to to turn of um bluff her way into contacting rios um yeah. a couple of things i noticed um 
there's a museum of conquest um, mm. in this, and I thought, I wonder what the I wonder what the gift shops gift shops like at the museum of conquest. <laughs> like, uh, I imagine there's a T-shirt saying. I went to the I went to the Museum of Conquest and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. But if you get but if you wear that, you immediately get um, eradicated because <laughs> it, because it's because um, it's traitorous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I went to the Museum of Conquest and all I annexed was this T-shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, and all I annexed was this alien species, and then I killed them all. That's a lot of words on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd have to get like, <laughs> Definitely, also a uh, magnet. Yeah. And what kind of what kind of business do online card sellers, um, such as well, Moonpig and such, wonder what business they make on eradication day? Eradication day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's eradication day. Happy eradication day. If it's a a bank holiday, then that's a plus. But I'm not. I'm Mm. not really. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I think I'd rather not have it. I'd rather just work mm. and not yeah, have a vacation. Go to the event, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's, it's you have to go to the eradication day events because oh, that would like be the such Queen's, a drag. The Queen's Jubilee. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like a really long table of people waiting. <laughs> <laughs> You've all brought salad. <laughs> yeah. You've all anyway. got to talk to your neighbours. Oh. Yeah. Have you turned anyone in this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you better believe it. <laughs> oh, have you uh, have you seen number eleven round here? No, <laughs> not since uh, my intervention. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, I mean, it was in. I mean, I imagine you watched this episode, Gemma, thinking, "What's." Why are they all acting like the Federation has changed? Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't quite understand what was going on. It's like, oh, so they've sent them to a different universe that is completely identical to the, <laughs> to the, Federation. the Federation. Yeah, just their ideals. <laughs> to be honest, per, I found it a bit refreshing that they were just honest about everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's, it's, it's just that they, they air their dirty laundry in public. Exactly. They, just, they don't care. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they eradicate it in public. It's, yeah. a lot, it's a lot easier than the homogenation and the slow burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> assimilation that they normally do yeah they just thought fuck it let's just kill everyone (laughs) yeah we get i mean we we get quite a lot of for i i really enjoyed episode two i think it Mm -hmm. it dips along a hell of it's very pacey a lot happens isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. and it it feels like we almost get a, a kind because of the structure of it because we we're getting into an establishing quickly the 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 what the lives of all of the different characters are like it almost plays like kind of a series of, of sort of short uh like sort of mini stories vignettes, vignettes yeah mm-hmm. and um and they're all really pacey and kind of uh loads of fun there's a little space battle <laughs> yeah, um, your face <laughs> yeah i love space battles you <laughs> there's some um there's a little bit of uh, social unrest when mm. you see elnor they're fighting mm. about some terrorist activity yeah. in um where was it it was um oh, okinawa Tokyo? okinawa Ooh. yeah yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this episode covers a lot of ground really, hmm. really quickly, uh, and, yeah. and it, it it gets a lot across to the audience. Hmm. I thought I, I really liked that. There's a lot to take in, but I took it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, good, well done. Thank you. Oh, and um, uh, something that that I highly noticed on the second time I watched episode two, um, but I think Will and Jeremy, you noticed first time around. Hmm. Was that um, at the eradication day ceremony? We see a like a hologram, a hologram hmm. of of someone called Adam Sung, who's voiced by Brent Spiner, and hmm. he that he's saying like a human universe is a pretty cool universe. <laughs> he doesn't say that. Like a is a yeah, but a safe galaxy is a human galaxy. Which yeah. I'm guessing is a hint at the, perhaps a hint at the event that that has changed things. Because in the tra- in the t- trailer for for season two of Picard, I remember seeing a short clip where where Q sort of rolls over a, a small mm. file of bright blue something, yeah, to, a, to someone played by Brent Spiner. So. Mm-hmm. In a diner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Spiner and a diner. Yeah. <laughs> Brent Spiner's diner. Yeah. You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. Now it's Spiner and a diner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm actually I'm actually slightly annoyed they gave that away in the, in the teaser actually because it mm. it feels like even by the end of episode three there's there's no you know we don't know mm, no. Uh, how that's going to play out but the the teaser's given us a bit too much of a clue there about. Where yeah. go. But you know that's that's the nature of trailers, is, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think the fact that we're going to have some Brent Spiner and it's probably a, what they wanted to put out as mm-hmm. a selling point, really, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, and and uh, episode two sort of winds up with them uh, making the decision that they are going to need to uh, use the Borg Queen mm-hmm. to calculate some uh, time travel slingshot maneuver yeah, to make it go back in time when it's going really fast around a sub. Yeah. Because that that's great. I love that. I love Picard. I love, I just love the line where Picard says Kirk's Kirk's enterprise did that on several occasions. It's yeah, just no. a great callback. It's just great yeah. to hear that. Yeah. To hear I also Picard love that. They had yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I like so that. That seems to establish a reason why um, it might be that that uh, not not everyone just just gets in a starship and whizzes around the sun and, and, and goes back in time and causes yeah, all sorts of problems. Why, why you, can't you the need... Vulcans do that all the time, though? Or maybe like, only... Spock is like he wasn't the most amazing. Vulcan. He's half human. Maybe he's he's a bit. He's got that sort of um, human grooviness, yeah, with along yeah, with the Vulcan logic. Probably right. Maybe yeah, to right. do that calculation, you need, yeah, you need a little from column A, a little from column B, <laughs> <laughs> and the Borg Queen is a little from column. Oh, X, bit C, y, D, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you need the Vulcan logic to work out all the mathematics, but you need the human thing to believe that actually it's not ridiculous fucking bullshit <laughs> science. <laughs> so. <laughs> They could have had in that in that scene. They could have had the line. They had. They have Spock. We have Spot seventy three. <laughs> what are you exactly? M- maybe don't tell me. I am Spot seventy three, your very best friend, of course. Oh, and I made you. Obviously, meow. 
<laughs> I thought that was cool. I like I like Spot seventy three. I thought it was a. I misheard. No, I, th- no, I thought you... she's called it Spock seventy three. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought she say... named a virtual cat after Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring up the virtual cat because I oh, yeah. I think that's a missed opportunity. Why didn't she bring it with her? And that could have the little sassy virtual cat could have been like, what? So what's that sassy virtual cat? <laughs> I know. And then then everyone would laugh and then carry it. It'd be a bit of comedy, bit of comic. Uh, um, um, lightness there. Yeah. Maybe, By the maybe end of the series, they've uploaded the cat into the Borg Queen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that could work. It could. There, uh, there could be a, uh, an animated spin off show yes. with the adventures of that cat, couldn't there? <laughs> it was funny that it was, a, it was an odd little moment uh, in the show that felt like. Um, like I don't know, just felt like a like a quite, quite sort of well developed idea. Mm. Um, I just I wonder if there were more scenes with that cat and they yeah. had to pair it back yeah. because they were like, this isn't actually relevant to the story. It's a, it's a fun idea, but we've got thirty five minutes. Away, cat. <laughs> I bet I bet they have got tapes of like thirty or odd minutes of it just going off on one. Yeah. And also, I just love what it says about Girati that she essentially made herself her own little Tamagotchi that talks back with sass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So, if we've established that this is an actual timeline, although we have, is there kind of fuzzy on it's not a different timeline, is it? Is it's their timeline, but having a difference in the, uh, a, which is actually how timelines work. So I don't quite understand why this isn't a different timeline. No, but, but it's yeah, but it's like it's the logic. It's the same logic they use in yesterday's Enterprise, mm-hmm. isn't it? I guess they're yeah. saying this is our timeline, and we it's moved over here, yeah, and we're gonna have to go. Shim- we have to shim- shift it, it that back. Way. To, but, um, but anyway, yeah. that's not the point. Who, if those people, their their real lives in that timeline existed up until the point where they woke up in them, mm. what happened to those people? I was thinking. I was wondering about that. I wonder if somehow the the prime, well, the alternate timeline consciousness is just sort of suppressed somehow. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Because when that happens in Back to the Future Two, uh, Marty's in Switzerland, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> Conveniently, but he and Duck has to... been uh, like committed, uh, or maybe yeah, yeah. Duck might even be dead. I can't. I can't remember actually. But so, they... It's not like they they haven't turned up in in their they they yeah. are ping in their bodies in their clothes in their so mm. they, they've 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 quantum leaped into yes, these bodies. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Have, yeah. Is that I I suppose that's that must be something that Q has done. So mm. so not only has Q changed that timeline, he's also then taken taken up. them from that yeah from that point of death when they exploded in mm-hmm. the end of episode one and then stuck them into that Oh, timeline. well, that's a good point, actually, because they did die in that timeline. So they could have, he could have just swapped them, couldn't he? And those other personalities would have died. Maybe, oh, maybe. They got blown up on the Stargazer. Yeah. Maybe. Because yeah, we saw maybe. the explosion. Mm, we, yeah. we saw that progress past the point of detonation. So, But when you say quantum leap, I, I quite like to think that the that the, the fascist versions of them are in some sort of like quantum leap style room, like they did on Quantum Leap, that are referenced uh, with just the, the sassy cat to talk to. 
Yeah. Even though the sassy cat is in the totalitarian timeline as well. The sassy cat could be could be mm. like Al in, in that yeah. show. Oh man, I want to I want to see that show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's really exciting to see the Borg Queen mm. again mm. in that episode, and she is um, she's definitely creepy and kind of nutty, isn't yes. she? So mm. her. Um, yeah, she she's kind of all a little bit messed up. She's got like time madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, you made you made a good comparison, Gemma, to the oh the um, hy- hybrid. I no. think they're called the hybrids in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. the ones that control the kind ships. of ships. The... They fly the ships, don't they? The, oh, the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they kind of lie in. Pools. In weird pools, and talk, have, yeah, have random scatological. Um, yeah, they just talk all crazy. Like they'll say, ah, "Bananas, chips, uh, Belgium." Uh, but feel the, the edge of the, the the universe and all is white. Jump. Yeah, and then, but occasionally they'll say something that's actually relevant. Yeah, um, and that's a that's a bit what like the He's Borg Queen has gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. I am in a cage. I am burning the quadrants of distant systems. Reality has been split. There is division. Time. Time has been broken. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not such a fan, are you? No, I think it's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I was never a big fan of those those characters in Battlestar Galactica. Slightly mystical. I like it when you when you mix a little bit of mysticism into sci-fi. Um, I'm a bit of a yeah, me too. I, I I think it's I think it's a good way of of trying to depict something that doesn't experience the universe the same way we do. Mm. Those mm. beings that yeah. experience either everything at once or, or or all of time at once, or can see things from. Like it would drive you mad. It, you would go insane in a way, and it's like so you would be incoherent. But within that incoherence is is the thing that you need or the ability that you have to yeah move. Around. That's fair. Like, a, that's, like what a, you, that's what you need in order to jump a, a spaceship across space. That's the price, I suppose. A little bit like the the wormhole aliens in ds9 the um mm. you know the 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 guys who experience time in a non-linear mm. fashion mm. um like i feel like yeah they, they talk all crazy in that, <laughs> bit like that. yeah it's like there's 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 an immense amount of knowledge and stuff but the point being made is just completely obscured by an, an intelligible gibberish a bit like a podcaster yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine um, Picard and crew trying to make sense of what the Borg Queen is saying is it's a very similar experience to what our listeners <laughs> suffer through every bloody week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially when we've had a drink. <laughs> Tell me about it. Which is every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, they've got the Borg Queen in a little, hanging from a little... It's a little rat. She's got an yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird, it. isn't it? It's a bit weird, but I like it. 
So we're going to like it. And I like it when eventually she falls over. Oh, it's my like, God, that was so good. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there she goes. Oh, she's gone over. <laughs> it's literally the most terrifying being in all of Star Trek. And then she just tumbles forward in the most unindignified yeah, way. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> It felt like there should have been a... (laughs) But the thing is, um, and I know we're skipping ahead, but they redeem her because next time you see her, she's crawling forward toward Agnes on her hands and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's a a true nightmarish. Yeah. Um, So, um, but yes, if we skip back to the end of episode two is where we were, isn't it? Um, Yes, yeah. So we get a... Uh, we get we get a total cliffhanger ending. Mm-hmm. Um, they oh um, yeah. there's there's some there's a a thing that Girati has to do. I can't remember oh, what it is she has to do. She's got to open up the. Hasn't she got to open up the force field, whatever the the security lock mm. that so stops that, them beaming out? Yeah, so that oh, Rios no, can can beam them oh, up. Isn't, the ship no, that's what Raffi and Elnor do. But she's doing something that will allow Raffi and Elnor to do that. Yeah, it's I think they're working in tandem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Raffi, like a, Raffi has to deactivate a security protocol. She mm-hmm. has to break through the coding, and Elnor has to do some murders. Has to do some murders. Yeah. Get beaten up until he can do murders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh god, oh, Elnor is so badass. Yeah. It's like just takes an, actual, an absolute beating, and then as soon as as soon as Raffi says, he just turns around, and like kills those dudes. <laughs> Does it with a Flips. smile? But I suppose also, if their plan works, those guys will won't be dead. They won't because they'll not be totalitarian fascists. Yeah. They'll fix the timeline. It'll be okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's easy to. Swings and roundabouts, you know. I, I mean, I Elnor quite... is a trained killer, so yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was raised to do murders. Yeah, yes. yeah. Let Elnor Absolutely. be Elnor. He's he, he's getting short. He's still getting short shrift. I think. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I need. To, I mean, the time we get not to not to jump ahead again, but the mm. time we get with him. I don't mind. Well, I don't mind him well, we don't. Murders. We don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I appreciate um, that. It's prob- again not jumping ahead, but it's probably yeah. not the the end. But, yeah, but yeah. yeah, jumping but, back a bit actually on on the subject of Elnor, I thought it was quite funny. Um, was it an L episode? Yes, yeah, episode. Was it episode one? Yeah, it must have been episode one mm-hmm. when he's um, in the academy. And Raffi's talking to Picard, and she's like, "Yeah, I've got to look after Elnor. That whole uh, um, um, absolute, absolute candor thing's going to get him beaten up." <laughs> He's a plain killer. Yeah, yeah. Who, who does she think is going to be? But this is the beautiful thing I'm really enjoying. Um, it's mom. following. Yeah, she's she's totally yeah. being a mum to him, yeah. and it's great because you see that you had that episode in series one where you see that her career and her dedication to her theory in that completely messed up her family relationship mm. and when when the finale was on at that point after Picard died but before he became a robot um Elnor breaks down and she gets to, she she does the comforting and I was watching that with my wife and Faye's like oh look at that she gets to be a mum mm. and it's mm. like so they've but they've really taken that and run, run with it still and I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's marvelous. I mean I hate it in episode three because of what happens. But. Yeah. yeah. But it's 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 good and it's also not they don't overplay it. 
Um, like Ooh. it doesn't, they they don't let it sort of bog down the the. It doesn't slow down the plot or anything. It's just no. some nice character stuff mm-hmm. that yeah. sort of seems to fit really naturally in there without them having to sort of forcefully kind of explain yeah. it to mm. the audience. Yeah, they don't have well to done. bang on about it. It's just yeah. there and obvious, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's really well done. Yeah, but yeah, and I I I really like how yeah the the last sort of ten minutes or so of that episode episode two kind of flips into like a heist movie yeah really quickly they have to do a a kind of a weird heist and there's you know there's a bit of comedy there as as picard is is there on oh what's the what's that day called eradication Eradication day Day. and he's doing a speech and he's got to do an execution yeah and he's getting he's ramping up he's just to buy time he's he's he's, um getting the crowd into a frenzy (laughs) come on on, guys clap like kill this person (laughs) yeah yeah and then he's taking too long and everyone starts to get annoyed yeah, it's a, it's a pretty it's it's sort of darkly comedy. Yeah, I, I think Picard could have done a bit more. He could have got everyone clapping, clapping. or something. He, yeah. could, he could have done a dance. He could have done a dance. Yeah, he could, yeah. Have, yeah. could have got a chant going. Death to yeah. the Borg or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when I say eradication, you say day eradication <laughs> day. day. <laughs> I can't hear you at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas actually in in the episode, Picard's more like, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> come on, get, come on, uh, Girati, get us out of here. But yeah, he needs to th- he needs to think on his feet a bit. He more does. He come does. up with more. Well, he's he's old. Yeah, Give him some. Yeah. I liked the rice. I liked the ball queen's rice smile through all of this. I thought mm. it was great. Yeah, I mean, that's also what makes her so creepy as well. She's not phased by, you know, her potentially imminent death or anything like that. But then I suppose death as a concept to her, as she's existed as part, you know, as a a personification of the collective, has maybe not got a real meaning in the same way that we would think. Mm. And if if she truly has a sense of time beyond just the time you're in and, that mm. yeah she's she's a different level then really mm. isn't she so yeah mm. but yeah so yeah they do make it up to Riyadh's ship uh but seven's husband uh yeah. and, a, and a a bunch of other security guys managed to get on as well and um there's a little bit of a shootout <gasps> elnor gets hit he does. goes down yeah. and it's it's a cliffhanger ending. It is. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a cliffhanger ending that you know episode three basically doesn't even take a breath. It just it just picks mm. it right off straight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my I suppose my my a slight a slight moan about episode three is that it doesn't feel like episode three has its own identity like episodes one and two had. It feels like episode three is kind of part two of episode two mm. and then part one of the, the so next cool. part of it which is fine it's a bridging episode and i you know i think it, it the story carries on yes yeah. i mean again there's a lot going on in it a lot happens yeah. really yeah but yeah, first you got to resolve the cliffhanger the shoot the, the standoff um uh-huh. yeah, yeah and i like that with seven trying to bluff out and then her husband just like yeah and uh, what's my full name and she's like oh shit <laughs> Grave mistake. Am I? Tell me. What's my full name? 
Yeah. Husband E. McHusband. <laughs> He's like, oh, damn. <laughs> you were. How did you get? How did she know? Guess that is the real story. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's a real. The first sort of five minutes or so, the whole kind of pre-credit sequence is a is an action-packed kind of. Um, sort of finale to mm. episode two, really. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the previously things that almost go it seamlessly goes through into the into the shootout, and uh, yeah, obviously they yeah they stop the uh, seven husband and the guys. Although Elnor is is hit, and mm. yeah, it's, it's looking a bit grim there. Um, yeah. But they get the board queen hooked up and do this the slingshot thing, which yeah, she, is pretty cool. She topples over. Hilariously. Like, <laughs> oh, and also because then they're being chased by um, fascist ships. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's I mean, a couple of Nova class ships, which Nova class is one of my favourite ships. So I was really happy to see them, even if they are fascist <laughs> versions. Um, and interestingly, those ships, I've, I've, I've since found out on Twitter, were named um, through ships chasing. There was the Doughty, the Leighton, and... I forget the other one, but they're all named after admirals. Uh, and Leighton, Leighton uh, is the one who tried to take over Earth by faking dominion, um, changelings. Like, yeah. Dowerty is the one from Insurrection who tried to uh, who worked with the sonar, and the other one was one of the ones who got taken over by the parasites and conspiracy in Next Gen. Ah, mm. oh, nice! Oh, lo- yeah. Lovely Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it was a great touch. Let, yeah. let, let's have a fleet of admiral named ships. Brilliant. Yeah. Because in that universe, I imagine people like Leighton and Doherty probably did quite well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that that is yeah. Those are some good Easter eggs. I did not yeah. know about that. Brilliant. That's cool. Um, and then the the Borg Queen uh, sticks all of her pipes into the ship, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Takes it over. Doesn't even um, ask. No. no. She's just well, like, when I, I do that, I'm asked to leave. leave. <laughs> I'm just going to bomb with the ship now. Oh, oh, okay. So you're all distracted. She fires. <laughs> uh, she, she, um, yeah. Once she bombs with the ship, she uses some Borg tech to take out those pursuing ships, doesn't she? I mm. like the. She turns everything green. She does, it's, I like it's. It's slightly <laughs> silly, isn't it? It's like okay, why? Why are the torpedoes now green? <laughs> just because she's. It's so that we understand it's Borg. <laughs> It was very quick. She was very quickly able to create a bold weapon. But they, that's, I mean, in um, in Resurrection, that's that sort of happens too, doesn't it? Like they're able to. I mean, it's not that quick. Mm. They they go from having a like a, a sh- uh, not even a, something akin to a shuttle to a a ship that can do. Mm. Warp three in a mm. few days, and I suppose in, that is that was with drones that were frozen for a hundred years old. Drones. Yeah, and the so, the queen probably has like an express mode or something. So yeah, yeah, like she has like VIP VIP <laughs> access. Yeah, and this, <laughs> this is many. But she's the queen later as well, and she is depleted by it though, isn't she? Because she's yeah, so possibly she pushed herself mm. super duper hard and then got really tired. Yeah, so she she needs all the energy from the ship, and then they can't they can't Do fix Elnor. No, no, takes it's it from really sick bay. Yeah, and, uh, um, so we, yeah, we have a slingshot maneuver. They don't mm-hmm. do the Star Trek Four 
like big heads thing, sadly. <laughs> no, I, 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 I hoped they were going to do that. I was slightly <laughs> I disappointed. Know. but they, like they had some close-ups of faces, yeah. and I thought they were going to. But yeah. I, I, I have to admit, I quite like that the tear going up yeah. Gerardi's cheek was a nice touch for that. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite good as well, mm-hmm. actually. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. And then they have a pretty spectacular crash landing on Earth in 2024, don't they, in, in LA? Mm. Mm. Well, no, in France. No. Yeah, yeah, he oh, takes them home. right. Where are you taking us? Home. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Is it France or is it just... Because when he said home, we don't see the... I don't think we see the vineyard or anything, do we? Briefly. Briefly, we see Chateau Picard. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I Fair enough. I didn't hear yeah. that yeah. either. Yeah, I did. But yeah, because he says, I'll take... No, we can't go there. We'll go here. We're going home. Because I think no one was around then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was nearly 400 years ago, but... That'd be fine. <laughs> I Which I like... imagine at the end of uh, at the end of the series, they're going to resolve everything, sort the timeline out, and he goes back home, and Laris is out in the field going, "Why is there a big feckin' trench here where someone's crashed a spaceship?" <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> I just I feel really bad for the uh, for the scout troop who were camping. <laughs> Just just pancaked on the on the hull of the ship. (laughs) I like the way they're like, yeah, let's be we've got to be careful. We can't, you know, anything we do could have an impact on the timeline, so let's be really careful. (laughs) Apart from trees apart from trees, yeah. Trees and wildlife and and non non important characters, we can yeah. change them. Fine. You say they they do make a reference to the to the butterfly effect, they don't do. they? I think they say we've got to be we've got to look out for butterflies, mm. as they you know as they just smash through a forest, <laughs> like killing. Well, also, that's a nice a nice callback to that butterfly at the end of season one. The, the uh, card in his right. in his room on the android planet gets seen a butterfly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd forgotten about mm. that. Just made me. But well, there are already a, the the whole that whole reality is a butterfly, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose it isn't up to that. It isn't at that point. Oh yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, it's just around. It's just. Mm. Before That's the, the, the big butterf- mm. the butterfly is released, Mothra yeah. is released. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Mothra, but but not in this con- context. <clears throat> but which is your favourite, Mothra or Mumra? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I like Mothra more. I don't know. I like I Mothra I'm, I'm, more as a being. Gotta be Mothra. Yeah, yeah I like Mothra more. I I I think. Mumra is a great villain, but I I much prefer Mothra. <laughs> Who would you rather spend time with? Ah, Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that question was easier than I thought. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I probably like Mumra more, but if I you know, in terms of socializing, yeah, Mothra. 
by a long shot. I think they'd both be difficult. <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, I mean, there would be difficulties. But I suppose with Mothra, you get the twins, though, don't you? I mean, would yeah. that be... Would that add to the experience or be slightly annoying? I know, they're creepy, aren't they? Are they are creepy. Um, but Mothra is a being that you can form a, a telepathic bond with, I think. So long as, like, you're... I think so long as Mothra digs your vibes, you'd be all right. Like you could just you could just communicate and, and get on and and hang out. You know, I, sounds fun. I mean, isn't I'd, she I'd like it. Godzilla's yeah. girlfriend? Well, she's like Godzilla's sort of best friend. I think. Like, best I don't think I don't think they're in a relationship. Mm. I think it's okay. more like like it's more like Mothra's got like Godzilla's pretty impulsive. Whereas, whereas Mothra is calmer and a bit of a calming influence. He's a bit more, a bit more of an intellectual, I imagine, than mm. God's. But that, that can really work in a relationship. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, hey, where... no, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I, I haven't <laughs> got their stories. Historians don't want to acknowledge it, so they just say, "Oh, yeah, they were really good friends." Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to kind of deny whatever might have happened. I just I, personally, I haven't, I haven't gotten that vibe from them. Well, I, f- I feel in discussing this episode of Picard, we've, we've canonised the relationship between Godzilla hey, and Mothra. Hey, I'm cool with that. I mean, I would love to know what our listeners think of this. I'd, I'd be... I'm going to carry you anyway. Uh, one of our classic tangents. Do you want? Yeah. Do you? Oh, do, are I, you shipping? Are you shipping oh, Mothra uh, and Godzilla? Can I uh, bring up? Um, this is this is actually led through. This is ta- this is um, what's the word uh, when something leads to another thing? Stupid uh, no. <laughs> consequence. Oh, no. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about was the relationship with uh, Seven and Raffi, <gasps> and okay. that because interestingly, you brought up um, the the kind of mother son relationship between Raffi and Elnor that it doesn't have to be. It's not mentioned. It's not harked on loads. You can just see it. But the opposite, I think, applies to the relation to the the relationship with Raffi and Seven because mm. they keep saying how they're together, but I don't see it. In you don't get the chemistry. I don't get the chemistry. I think it's unfortunate. But yeah. I don't think it works. Yeah, I, I I think maybe I agree. I think yeah, yeah. They're, they're telling us that they're in a relationship rather than showing us. Mm. Uh, I, I don't I'm just feeling that they haven't that we everything is rushed so fast so far. We haven't had mm. time. Mm. Yeah, uh, and, and I suppose they have they have mentioned um, earlier on that they they don't have time together because she's seven is always mm. off trying to save yeah. the universe. Um, but I don't know. I just mm. yeah. I I, I, I'm hoping it does get some 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 good play later in the series. But I can completely understand at the moment. There's no one's had time to breathe, so mm. it's very it's not been able to play out in the same way. Whereas obviously, what's happened with Elnor is a huge effect on Raffi, so it can't be skipped yeah. over in the time factor. But yeah, you, know, I, I, you haven't I think... been able to give that service to the seven Raffi things yet. So I mean, I completely get what you're saying. We've not we've not seen it. It's not showing. Mm. I I agree. I think it's uh, alongside that you have a character who like Raffi, who's 
who's demonstrative and a character like Seven mm, who's seriously. private. It's mm. and you know, I, I that's that's what I get. I mean, I, I agree with you, Gemma. I don't I don't think that they have a lot of chemistry and mm. and I kind of feel a bit sorry for Seven in sort of the sort of slight arguments that they have because it feels like the demonstrative person is just being demonstrative and more upset and we're not getting to see both sides of the story and you know and yeah. like we're saying this is something that you need you need time with the characters together to get a sense of what's going on yeah we we, we should talk about uh, we, we've touched on what happens to Elnor we should talk about we should. Elnor shouldn't we, we should. because the 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 events that happen with Elnor then kind of from that point in the episode we it kind of splits in three we sort of get three uh, mm. Little stories as the characters yeah. go off to do their Vignettes. own thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Again, <laughs> the word of the day. So yeah, um, um, well, basic, basically, Elnor dies, which I'm absolutely gutted yeah. about, and I'm hoping yeah. is not a permanent thing. I'm sure it isn't. Mm. I hope not. Yeah. I, Although I, I did, I did like they raised the question: Is it permanent? If we fix the timeline, we get yeah. back. Will it be all right? It's like I don't know. You're outside of time. You know, you you weren't affected by the change, and you. You kind of inhabited the bodies with no memory of stuff. So, I, fuck knows, it's huge rules, isn't it? And we don't know what they are. Yeah. yeah. It would be such a shame if that was the last we saw of Elnor, though, because yes. I feel like in the first season they they introduced him as a he's a really interesting character, but I felt like they didn't always quite know what to no. do with him. No. Mm. And, um, you know, made jokes about how badly Picard treats him. Yeah. I love how in this, Picard doesn't seem to give two shits about <laughs> <laughs> I think about, about three seconds of him pulling a slightly sad face. Yeah. And then he's like, right, we're in, we're in 2024. Let's get on with this. <laughs> but I, I, I like that, that um, you know, Rafi kind of calls him on him, that, yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. Calls him on his, you know, his bullshit with Q mm-hmm. and, and, and ba- what that yeah, sort of and led it, them into. L- yeah. Let's put aside the fact that we chose the goddamn Borg Queen over Elmer for just a second. Why has all of history been changed? Because of Q. That's why. For decades, you've played games with whatever Q is. That's what the two of you do, right? Yeah. So he is not just yeah. a victim of it; he's part of it. It's it's between them, and he is responsible to a certain extent. And I think yeah. that's yeah. yeah nice Cisco thing. just punched him on the face, and he never came back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, this is how, this is what you do. It's a nice continuation of Raffi's that uh, her sort of character trait of calling mm. Picard on things mm. that we saw in the first oh, season, actually. I like that. It's one of the things I really love about Raffi is she's there to sort of point up, it's like, actually, you're a dick, Picard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain Dickard. That's going to be your name. That's what she's like. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> that could be something else. I know what you mean, Rick, but... but... Um, I'm sure there's some fan fiction with that title. I, I was going to say, if you Google that title, I think it's, uh, I think there are some movies that have been produced by a few different studios. <laughs> um, but yeah, do, do, I, do you mean it Rick's, is this... Rick's erotic fiction page? 
I d- yes, I did. Well, I, I, mean, I, yeah. um, I was going to say, I've never, I was never able to, I was never able to write a story with Captain Picard in it that I felt was was good enough. So I, yeah. he's not a character I've used in my in my in those stories. What about Captain Picard? <laughs> well, I might go back to that. That's a great idea. You know, it's just it. I never thought of that. It's, just, uh, so, it's so obvious as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's not. It's not my best work, if I'm honest. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we're already already (laughs) cut up about Elnor's death, and that's that's why we've we've made so many jokes about it because we're hiding our pain. But to be fair, he is a character that. uh, Well, a he's he doesn't he never does much because he's never really been given much to do. But and he's he's not he's not vital for the storyline but his death has a massive impact on the characters around him yeah so yeah. Him, him dying is going to yeah he's going to affect the characters going to affect except the story in that, except Picard obviously <laughs> I mean yeah and, and also there's the fact do we ever, do we really believe he's actually dead do we believe this is going to be a permanent death I don't death? believe it's going to stick no. no but it does feel at least They've they've kicked him out of the story in episode three. Mm-hmm. But, you know he's he's gonna yeah. come. We I do think... not know what to do with Elnor in this story. <laughs> yeah. What shall we do? Let's Should kill him off. We just kill, for a little bit. Kill him just for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, be bring fine. him back in in episode nine. Be fine. For for all we know, um, episode after next though, Q's going to bring him back, and he'll just be like, oh, "I've only got two lives left now." This is like Jumanji. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I, I mean, maybe they shouldn't rehash the whole how we can hide his ears thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I hope we do see more Elnor because I would hate to be, him to be out of action for too long. Mm, yeah, I, I do think he's great. I do love him. I do think he's. Um, he doesn't like you say. He doesn't. They don't always seem to know what to do with him. Or certainly Picard doesn't. Um, but I think you I know, think the actor makes the best with him. Yeah, <laughs> leave him behind. Him <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm, I've got a real soft spot for Elnor, so I do want to see a lot more of him. I think a lot of people have, and I think mm. I think there will be um, an an outcry if he doesn't come back. Yeah, well, I mean, the the one thing I did like about it is that they they at least sort of subverted that trope where mm. uh, somebody gets. Somebody gets shot, but then, like maybe two hours later, they're absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happens in, <clears throat> in a lot of TV shows and movies. Someone, you know, look at get Die Hard. Like Bruce Willis gets shot like three or four times, and he's he's basically fine and still <laughs> able to do fist fights. Um, and I actually quite like that 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 trait was subverted, and yeah, he he was shot, and actually it was serious, mm. and he and he died. He was shot, and two hundred years earlier, he was dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about that for a little bit, but yeah, I was laughing, but I didn't understand it. But then I was like, okay, now I'm <laughs> hidden that. Well. I'm glad I laughed. Yeah, yeah, I was right for that. It was a joke. I get it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, could we talk about a bit about Rios's journey in this episode? Yeah, he, he's yeah. Um, yeah. he's unfortunately beamed into LA halfway up a building. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Oh, that gra- was a- 
That that made that made me chuckle. Um, yeah, I think it was. <laughs> he was seriously hurt. He was. He was seriously we, hurt. I was chuckling about the idea. Like, imagine if they'd have killed him. <laughs> imagine if that was the second major character there. <laughs> decided oh, like, that was how he was going to turn. Would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a terrible idea if he was just he was just dead <laughs> and then they, they carried on. But I, I found that idea hilarious. <laughs> You would do that in a story. <laughs> um, but yeah, wh- whoopsies. <laughs> really badly hurt. Um, I, I, I really liked uh, Rios's mm. story, and because it uh, played really hard into the uh, the sort of whole bell riots um, mm. stuff that's established in DS Nine, and they they did. They have gone back to 2024, which is when mm-hmm. that happened. And I honestly, a lot of people were talking about how, oh, are they going to kind of touch on the the bell riots and stuff? And I was thinking that that is too, that is too deep a cut for the Picard show. They're going to, they didn't, you know, the writers didn't remember that, that story. They're not going to, this is going to be like a sort of a different version. It's going to just be like the present day. Well, but, you're wrong. I was an I was an idiot. Yeah, because yeah, they they you you you've got all of the um, yeah. I mean, okay, they, you know, they didn't kind of end up in a sanctuary district or mm. whatever. It is. But when there was that ice raid on on the clinic, mm-hmm. they said no UHD card. I think it was UHD. Yeah. I don't know if you're brave or stupid. Let me guess: no UHD card, no ID. I'm gonna go with stupid. Uh, let's take a minute. And that was exactly the card that they referenced um, Cisco and Bashir not having. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there was a very direct link there. There was. And there's, you know, there's there's general um, kind of uh, sort of social unrest and the, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of the, all of the, the sort of social commentary that that DS9 yeah. had is, is touched on in, in mm-hmm. this episode. The shanty town it's, they walk through. Yeah, like yes. Yeah. Skid Row. A bit like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Rick and Morty yeah. exists in oh, this time. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. He was too young for Rick and Morty. Yeah, he, yeah that yeah, kid was too was, young. That was the thing that, that, that took me out of it because then I was like, well... Why she let she doesn't understand what Rick and Morty is like. She hasn't watched oh. it herself because otherwise you would not be letting your kid watch. No, Rick and she Morty. didn't say that. She said no Rick and Morty. She did, but that suggested to me that he that kid has watched Rick. No, and Morty because in the he's past. going home on his own mm. to do his homework, and she's saying, "Do your homework. Don't watch Rick and Morty." Like yeah. I've, I've like I've caught you doing before. Mm. You know, I, 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 I felt like he was okay to watch Rick and Morty as long as he got his homework done. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, That's but I could have missed I don't know. That's well, what I, I thought. Was, I was seeing it from mother's perspective, I guess. No, I mean, I, I, but I don't. I but, think he's too old. Oh, uh, I think he's too, idea too old. Too old. <laughs> no, I think. She, I, work on I think it's a conversation they've had before. Mm. She's she knows that he he will watch Rick and Morty on the sly when he knows she's not looking, but she's just saying, "Look, I don't. I'll bloody know if you do." No, well, to, be f- no, to be fair, she needs to sort some parental controls on her Netflix or something then, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can pro- yeah, he can probably access hers. To be fair, I mean, 
it's easily done. I mean, ultimately, what we're saying is we just don't think Rick and Morty is appropriate for children. <laughs> no, no, I love Rick and Morty. Although, I do. Although, although the kids do watch Rick and Morty stuff on YouTube. Oh, don't no. know. Oh, no, they do. Yeah, they, they know, know all about Mr. Rick Sanchez. Was it? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Poopy Butthole. No, not Mr. Poopy Butthole, thankfully. Um, oh, what's his name? The blue guy, the, the, but, the press the uh, button. Mr. And he... Mr. Meeseeks. Mr. Meeseeks. Mr. Meeseeks. Yeah. 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 yeah, they know about him. <laughs> thankfully not Mr. Poopy Butthole. Although, so, to be fair, it's something that they would come up with. Anyway, sorry. So maybe, <laughs> well, maybe that kid has seen some of Rick and Morty on YouTube. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, yeah, okay. So let's not judge... <laughs> That character's parenting too hard because our kids have managed also, to see some yeah, recommend. I mean, she's a hardworking single mother mm. who's mm. running, um, a, you know, a, a clinic in downtown yeah. LA. So, yeah. you know. And it's, I thought it was interesting how they didn't... I mean, there's nothing. nothing's going to happen between well, her and Rios. There's no... They're not attracted to each other. Well, why would those two characters find each other attractive? Yeah, she's not a she's not a, a sexy, hardworking doctor, and he's no. not a kind of a, a mysterious rogue who's like happened <laughs> into the <laughs> blown into, the into town. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There was no, one bit no. there that I felt was a missed opportunity and I wish they'd done. When he when he takes that plate of like peanut butter cookies off mm. the top of that cabinet, I really wish he'd been like, what the fuck is this with the cling film? And been yeah. totally confused <laughs> by it. it. <laughs> what, what the hell is this stuff? I thought it was a force field. What's going on? Ah, <laughs> oh, sticking to me. Ah. <laughs> Because mm. I think cling film's weird, and I know about it. You know, I, I, I mean, it's a contemporary item for me. So, one one thing I was wondering is that um, in this in episode three, there's a scene where where Seven and Raffi are trying to locate. They're looking for they're looking for um, the watcher, any, the watcher, and they mm-hmm. mentioned finding a signal from like MacArthur Park, and I was like, is that a reference to something from? from another episode of Star Trek where someone's gone back in time? Mm. Because, or is that Rios? There was some kind of a, a blip near MacArthur Park. It's gone now. I mean, I don't know where MacArthur Park is in Los Angeles. No, but yeah. I, thought, no, I don't. Was that, was that a nod to someone else from, from the Federation being back in Los Angeles at this time? From I, it, I, I had the same thought, but just because it was so specific. Yeah. And it sort of mm. stood out as a... As a as a named thing, as I was thinking, is that a reference I've not understood? Um, Maybe to that DS Nine episode, or is that are they around at the same? Is this? I mean, we were talking about it happening at the same time, but not. I'm guessing not exactly the same time. They were in San Francisco, though, weren't they? Oh yeah, or were they? Yeah, they were. Well, they they? they they tried to beam down to San Francisco because they're being down to Starfleet. Of course, yeah. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe not then. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is MacArthur Parker, who was um, in The Simpsons. He was Troy McClure's agent, voiced by Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> in the episode where Troy McClure dated Selma. Yeah, um, I guess in. <laughs> but I, in, I don't think that would be a particularly useful or relevant <laughs> clue. In, in Voyager, in Voyager, they go back to LA, don't they? All that area. Mm. Is that in what? What are those? Nineteen ninety six in Future's, Future's End. Future's End. That's it. Mm. But it could be anything. I mean, it could be a 
yeah, I'm just, I'm curious about that reference. It seemed like you were saying, but it seemed quite specific. But yeah. hey, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it and just see. Yeah, this, this is our podcast research on the fly. <laughs> uh, whilst whilst you're doing that, Rick, the the kind of third storyline that we get is is a uh, is a really creepy um, story with the Borg Queen and and Girati having to. <clears throat> kind of go into the Borg Queen's mind and kind of let herself be assimilated and trust that Picard is going to sort of pull her out in time. Um, and like all, all of that stuff was pretty creepy and weird. Uh, and I, I, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was, it was good stuff. Mm. It was. It was excellent stuff. Uh, just to get it out of the way, um, Memory Alpha's only reference is under the, the uh, article for the Doctor. Not the right. not the hollow doctor, the doctor that we see in the clinic with Rios Teresa. Okay, uh, okay. But just that the yeah. clinic is near Macarthur Park, so it's just about Rios' com badge. So, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But yes, the whole the, the whole sequence is fantastically done. Isn't it? It's just so yeah. good. I mean, one thing I really liked about it is that I'm just so pleased that the Borg Queen is a is a character in this show, and she wasn't just a cameo. And mm. then a plot device, you know, she wasn't just used as a device to get mm. them back in time. And it, it wasn't just like, oh, I know, fun idea. Let's get the Borg Queen back. But they're actually it, doing it, stuff with her. She, she's yeah. doing a character. It could have just been like, hey, look, everyone, it's the Borg Queen. And she's nothing more than a deus ex machina kind of thing to yeah do something. But yeah, yeah. get her in the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Her interaction with um, Picard as well around the Lacurus thing. Oh, and the mm-hmm. bit where they the pair of them are talking and, you know, at one point the Borg Queen is, is Gerati and Gerati is the Borg Queen. It's like, oh, bloody hell, it's really good. And I loved the bit, right, the, the sort of end of that scene where the Borg Queen says, you, you've done something that, that not many people have been able to do. What you have just done here is more difficult and vastly more dangerous than you realise. And what is that? You've impressed me. That was, a, that, was that was such a creepy moment. Um, uh, yeah. I thought it was great. Great performance as well. The whole thing that Girati had the absolute balls to just nick that knowledge out of the Borg Queen's head. It's mm. like, damn, she's good. I mean, we always know she's good, but she's her whole persona make continually makes you underestimate her yeah um and that's the great thing about gerati is she's amazing but she acts in such a way that you always always forget no matter how many times you see how brilliant she is so yeah yeah i feel like i have a very similar personality actually except for the bit about being brilliant (laughs) i feel like I, people underestimate me, but that, but it turns out they're actually accurately estimating. <laughs> I'm just I, that is what I'm like. Yeah. And then you eat too much cake and a sick. Yes. Rick, Rick, he's just yeah. he's just trying to fool us. He's just trying to steal. He's just trying to steal information from our from our minds by pretending that he's aware of his failings. <laughs> uh, jokes on him. I've got no information in my mind. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, this is a long game that has not paid off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, um, yes, I mean, so, yeah, that's a really well done bit. Um, the Boar Queen. Um, yeah, so what else What else haven't we covered at this point? Um, well, I suppose then the the episode sort of ends on kind of ends on a on a cliffhanger um you know the 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 police storm the the doctors mm. and they uh rios and the and the sexy doctor get arrested together uh, and i bet there's not going to be any sort of uh, flirting or chemistry between those <laughs> characters in what in in the scenes that that follow that um and yeah, we we sort of left, um, yeah, at that at that point. Really, is that how the episode ends, or am I misremembering it? Is there, an, is there another well, cliffhanger? Well, in, in terms of him being arrested in in, in a time two hundred years more primitive than his own, it's kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although he seems quite at home in that world, doesn't he? <laughs> he's adapting very well. Like Rick said, he understands cling film, so he's yeah. <laughs> maybe he was um maybe that was his uh his nerd uh his nerdery was about that era of time. He was like, <laughs> like Tom, Tom Paris, Paris. yeah, he's an expert <laughs> yeah. in the 20th I know all yeah. about cling film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Tupperware. Yeah. Tupperware. Yeah. That his hobby is studying the early 21st century and food storage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I, um, I mean, I think we talked about um, Girati and we have, yes, we have, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've got anything oh, to that you want to throw in, Gemma, um, go for it. So. No, 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 just that it was wonderfully creepy. I really yeah. enjoyed it. <clears throat> the thing is, like, I want the one thing I've yeah. just wondered is that if you travel back in, well. If you travel back in time, like from from say the future, from the future of the Federation, or or like a bastardized version of it to to our time, their past, you'd have to be careful that about allergies and stuff, wouldn't you? Because you probably wouldn't be used to there'd be lots of things you wouldn't be used to eating. I, what, yeah. what, I mean, Rios might not even have known he had a peanut allergy. That could yeah. have killed him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. Although, him. although he did, no, yeah, he did say, "Mmm, peanut butter, real peanut butter." So he clearly, he clearly recognised. Well, that, yeah, that suggests he maybe has eaten uh, sort of a synthetic. Yeah, but peanut then how butter would he before? know the taste of real peanut butter? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, yeah, but I just I feel mm. like where you're probably eating mostly synthetic things, mm. which have probably had the allergens taken out, and that's yeah. a very good point, actually. Yeah. And that's, of Do- course, doesn't necessarily mean that that's all he's ever eaten, though, because obviously um, Picard no, I mean, it's a not any point. Yard, it's, so. yeah. it's just something I thought about. It's not, it didn't bother me or anything. Okay. It's, not, yeah, a big, it's not a big deal, yeah. but I'm just curious what? about that, I guess. That's, a, that's actually a really interesting point. <coughs> if you do live in a, in a sanitised environment... As it, it, we would do on a starship. Although it reminds me of that of what they said before beaming out about don't get taken to hospital or anything. Because if they if they do checks on you, they'll find your ID and your vaccination, vaccination chips and all that. Chip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I'm sure a lot of that because we were discussing what people are, are upset about about this episode. Now we think mm. it's probably Elnor, but I was thinking, oh, maybe it's the, the concept of the vaccination chip. Some people yeah. are going to be upset about that. 
Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of people get upset by everything in a Star Trek thing because it's so woke <laughs> or anything like that, you know, ignoring yeah. the fact that it's been that way since they've been at the beginning. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, vaccination chips have probably riled up a few people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I, I felt like, uh, I don't know, that was, that was maybe a bit of a risky bit of dialogue to yeah. to throw in there i like the idea though i mean medically i i, I love to yeah. know how, what do they do with these things i really enjoyed the bit in enterprise once where flox talked to to paul about how her teeth had been encased in some sort of coating mm, yeah yeah and i thought that's a great yeah solves the whole tooth thing you know you basically early on coat them in this thing and the bam, you're sorted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, vaccination chip sounds like a great idea. Rather than having to go back and get topped up, you guys, there's one chip that sort of vaccinates against everything. Oh, Brilliant. I assumed it was a record of your vaccinations. Oh, interesting. Um, would, would they keep that in you? I suppose... Mm. Well, I thought it was kind of a riff on the sort of conspiracy theory idea that the vaccination is like it probably was. Oh, yeah. Well, indeed. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that actually that makes that comment even more um, uh, antagonising. Now Mm. that you bring that up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see why the government would want to put chips in us because you know, that's not like any of us carry around a fucking microphone Mm. and camera equipped device with us at all times these days. And GPS. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, you're, a lot of people have um, those, like, a smart speaker. Some people even have yeah. a, a doorbell cam. So yeah. I, I, I have four smart speakers and a doorbell cam and, a, and one on my drive. <laughs> I'm completely know, uh, spied on. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, you know, I mainly bang on about Star Trek, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but I thought I, it might actually, be something but, like a – because, because um, women can get a – contraceptive um, yeah. implant put in their Ooh. arm. So yeah. it doesn't seem like a, like a vaccination chip doesn't seems like a variation on some, yeah. Sort of, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, exactly yeah. where I was going. Yeah. Especially if it's something that you're going to need to get done every year. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And if you imagine having, imagine if you wanted to travel mm. somewhere, you could just get something done to your vaccination chip. Yeah. And, then, you're, and then you're clear yeah. and then you can travel yeah. to, you know, you can get your vaccination chip topped up to go, for, for like malaria and dengue fever and all these horrible horrible things that are like oh, just, you can just pop in you can just pop in and get it changed and like beam it into you because like because <laughs> the problem with the vaccination that you need to get done yearly is because the virus mutates so mm. you can't just have it all st- stored in you for several years because you need a fresh one every year a different a could... different kind of one to to deal with the mutation so Maybe you could you have a chip that's it. kind of like a reset. So, so every year you 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 press a button and it beams out the 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 sort of update yeah. to the virus to, to all of the uh, to everybody's chip, and then it just feeds it into your bloodstream. Uh, that, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet when you go to a, a place that requires specific vaccine, probably just entering that area, going through the travel port or whatever it is, mm. triggers. A particular set, and then okay, inoculates you against you know, whatever local diseases they have. Updates for mutations and stuff. It's all just yeah. sent out like well, your phone updates. Can you imagine that? I mean, to get dark, if the wrong people got hold of that mm. and manipulated it, that could be catastrophic. Oh, yeah. oh! I mean, there's a storyline to be exploited. Mm. Yeah. 
I, I'm just, I've been a bit distracted every time, ever since you said uh, you could get contraception in your arm. Yeah. But I'm like, but that's not where you'd have any sex. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's not. I mean, you. Oh, will you? That's not very imaginative, Will. Do you use those? But I mean, I guess. But if you <laughs> for many years, it was the only place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. What am I saying? Star Trek. <laughs> but you don't need contraception on your arm if you're just doing it to yourself. No, you don't do need you? contraception. No, yeah. <laughs> you can't get yourself pregnant. <laughs> <Can't>. <laughs> If you could, I think I would have done. Is <laughs> <laughs> that uh, like you bigging yourself up? We, yeah. yeah, it is. A, yeah, it's a weird brag, I suppose, actually, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. I'm so but, fucking virile. I'd have made myself pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this took uh, a weird turn. Yeah, yeah. Have, have we have we covered most of what happened in? Episode three and a bunch <laughs> of other stuff. Wow. So, and it's yeah, a general thing. Yeah. Then, how are we all liking this episode three? This this series three episodes in. Yeah, I'm really liking, really enjoying it. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think see see episode three was probably the weakest of the three episodes that we've had so far for me. But but I don't feel that it's weak. I just feel like episodes one and two are really really good, mm. uh, and this one felt like it as i said it felt like it's finishing off episode two and it's starting a new mm-hmm. part of the story and so just because of the way it had to work it, it wasn't mm. quite as satisfying as yeah there was nothing episodes, but... there was nothing intrinsically weak with the episode it just wasn't no. as it's, it's, yeah it's interesting that you sort of still look at it in that and in the individual episode because i've kind of like yeah, I don't even yeah. think about it individually anymore. I just think about getting the story at a painfully slow rate. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. And, and ultimately, it's a 10-hour movie. Uh, that's yeah. my thought, that I have to watch in, in painfully slow chunks. Um, and I, I think that's me embracing the binge culture far yeah, too much, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, that, that, you know, it's, it's only, we're, we're going to have Strange New Worlds next month, and that is going to fulfil that episodic fix that we want. I think, yeah, because it's supposed to be more episodic, and that's great. But I'm, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I preferred when Star Trek was more episodic," um, and I was like, "I'm happy with it now as it is." Yeah, but when yeah. when Star Trek was more episodic, people would moan about <laughs> the, the lack yeah. of continuity <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, people are never happy. So. No, 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 yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's it, when you say, "Oh." This episode's less satisfying. It's like I just find it hard to separate them out. Once I've watched three, I've just watched a three-hour episode. Once mm. I've watched four, it's a four-hour episode. Yeah, so it's just yeah. just interesting how the minds take it differently. So, uh, not saying one is necessarily better than the other. It's just what, how it is. What are you it? saying, Rick? You're being very <laughs> slightly condescending. There. I'm not <laughs> intending to be at all. We all watch it in our own way. But yeah, yeah don't forget how virile I am, Rick. <laughs> that, 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 that's that's a weird threat. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Start thinking of them episodically, or I'll make you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> 
that's a great that's a great line to end the episode on <laughs> yeah i think we're 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 an hour I'm, and a half I'm, in so i think we we should wrap it up yeah. yeah i might title the episode that oh god <laughs> <laughs> we might unfortunately get some new listeners who aren't going to get the content they wanted <laughs> I don't know that our uh, existing listeners really get the content that they wanted. So it's good that we can disappoint everyone. <laughs> Consistent. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, on yeah. that note then, we'll, we'll wrap that up. Thank you so yeah. much for listening. If you have yeah, made yeah. it to this, this far. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'm sure we, we we will talk more about the next episodes of Picard once we've seen them. It in once the we see them, yeah. We won't talk yeah. about them now. No, we can't. We can't. <laughs> but yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, thank everyone. You. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay. See you again soon. Bye. 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 Do you realise how incredible this is? I had a tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? Bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at ten backward, ten being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that 10 backward 10 backward I am no longer your pawn well, you undersell yourself Jean-Luc you are more than just a piece or you're the very board upon which this game is played and I am too old for your bullshit old yes how unfair time is <laughs> <laughs>